Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Cook and Ham in the backfield on first and goal. They make the pitch, Cousins throws, Enzo grabbed by Irv Smith, the rookie. Honestly, it's it's first things first. You know what's important is is beating the Packers, and and we're not going to spend time or energy thinking about all that's out of our control. Um, we have plenty in our control, and we'll focus on that. But um, you know, it's no secret that to, to have a home playoff game would would help, and uh, the Packers know that too. So uh, it's going to be a, you know two good football teams going at it next Monday night. Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins there, Matthew Collar, and now Zolged joins the show. I have two important questions for you that I think are fun to talk about, Judd. Uh, But off the air, you said, in my scenario that I laid out to Sage Rosenfels, if Kirk Cousins came up to your office today and you uh, were Rick Spielman and he said, I will sign a team-friendly contract extension today, this moment, Mm -hmm. or... It's off the table until the off season, in which you'll have to make a decision on me then, and then I could potentially hit free agency. If that scenario was presented to Sage, he said, I'm just going to wait and see, and if you win the playoff game, then I'll bite the bullet, and or if you take us deep, I'll bite the bullet, and I'll give you the contract extension. Uh, if not, I, I want to see how this plays out. You would sign Kirk Cousins today. Yes, if he came up. To my office right now and said, um, Judd, and I said, yes, Kirk, what's going on? And he said, Judd, I want to win. How do we win? And I said, well, we win by you still being really, really rich at life, like you're doing great, house intact, wife happy. But that being said, we win by you doing me, by you doing me a solid and taking a bit less. So you are now not trying to break the bank. You're going to make a lot, but now all of a sudden we can fill in with another defensive player. Or, for Kirk, offensive line help. So, yes, if Kirk Cousins came to me today and said, right now, this second, I'll sign a team-friendly contract, but if I walk out, we are going back to I want to break the bank come July. I'm doing that. All right, now let me ask you a follow-up. When Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl last year, the week of the Super Bowl leading up to it, and I had asked you, would you sign Jared Goff to a contract extension this moment? You would have said yes, right? Team friend. I mean, is that team friendly? What I, he think, got? I think his is team friendly. Yes. Okay, then yes. Yep. 
For sure. And now he has an 84 quarterback rating, and he's not on a very good team. And you wonder how they're ever going to get back to being where they were with a pretty, even though it's team-friendly, pretty big quarterback contract. That is the question that is so interesting to me about Kirk Cousins' year. Because over the last two seasons, only three guys have higher quarterback ratings, and we would all agree they are great. Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson are the only ones with higher quarterback ratings. Lamar Jackson right behind Kirk Cousins. And, of course, the running element of Lamar Jackson changes that game, and so does Wilson's. But aside from that, that's not to say he's been the fourth-best quarterback in the NFL. Right. But even by pro football focus metrics, pretty high. And even by the QBR, which is a little more skeptical of Cousins' season this year, still in that top-ten ballpark for Cousins. But I think the way he's viewed for Minnesota Vikings fans who have come around on him this year much more than where they were last year, Mm -hmm. and winning does that for you. Also, maybe a little bit of a tweak in how he handled some certain things last year when things went wrong compared to this season where I I think he has handled things much better. And national media has blown up on him over the apology and stuff like that. But I think in terms of how fans view Kirk Cousins, he's become a more likable figure for them this year. And to see someone's skill set fully maximized with great weapons and a great offensive mind and all those things that you see what he is completely capable of in a regular season with a schedule that has been easy. There's no debating it. All 10 of your wins have come against teams Absolutely. with losing records. So uh, so under great circumstances, yep. with great receiving options, an offensive line that's improved, one of the top three running backs in the game, and with Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski seeming to work perfectly in lockstep, everything is has been right for you. And you've been great. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything short of great this year for Kirk Cousins. He's fifth by pro football focus. I'll see what he's ranked after today. They haven't put out their grades yet. But it's still going to be in that five or six area. The question is twofold on an extension. Number one, do you think this continues? And number two... Does he have to win a playoff game to get to the next level? Like he said before the season. This is not the first time Kirk Cousins has put up very good quarterback ratings. It is the first time he's got 10 wins, but he had nine wins once before. It's not like sometimes people act like he's just never done anything. Like, okay, no, he's won in the regular season before, and he's had nine wins before. But the playoffs are the reason you're here. So if the reason you're here was not to put up a good quarterback rating necessarily and yep. and not to win games against the Chargers who turn it over seven times or to beat the Detroit Lions that don't want to play for their coach or, you know, and on and on and on, the all the other teams that they've beaten this year that weren't really worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to take this team deep into the postseason because that's what they're capable of per their just sheer level of talent. Add up all their talent. Put the it up, up against good. these other teams. Put it up against New Orleans. Put it up against San Francisco. Put it up against Green Bay or Seattle. They are there or better than all these teams that are going to be in the playoffs in pure talent. So if you can't take them anywhere, I think it would be fair for people to say, well, that's kind of what we brought you here for. But you said the key words, though. The key words to this entire conversation are twofold, two team-friendly. Team-friendly. You give me team-friendly, I'll give you a contract. Because I want the freedom, and this is my key thing with Kirk now. You got rich last time, okay? Did that really serve us all except for you really, really well? Absolutely not. Because now contracts are a problem. Salary cap's a problem. So if you are willing to cut me a deal, I will make your life very good. And and here's the other key thing that I do. 
I go to Kirk and I say, Kirk comes to me and I say, Kirk, let's do the deal. And I draw the contract up. The second he leaves my office, guess what else I do? I summon one Gary Kubiak to my office. There is no salary cap on coaching staff. And I push a piece of paper across the table at Gary and I say, Gary, don't ever tell people this, but what you are looking at is Mike Zimmer's contract. You're looking at exactly what Mike makes. I'm going to give you $1 less. <laughs> and I'm going to make you incredibly rich. And if Stefanski bolts on me, oh, no, I've lost him. That's too bad. He's a good coach. But, my gosh, if we have buried the lead right now on a 10-win team in 2019, it's Gary. Gary Kubiak has been, and I will give the Vikings a demerit for the fact that they didn't think of this last year. Because Kirk needs this, and that's clear, right? But the partnership between what Kirk can do to execute, and and it's Kevin calling plays, but make no mistake, it's Kubiak's offensive system scheme that has been um, put in here. It's a marriage that is a very successful one. And so if Kirk will give me a deal on, on his contract for salary cap purposes, I'm then calling Gary in and I'm saying, Gary, everything remains exactly status quo, except you're going to make $1 less than Zim, and that's going to be it. I think even we underestimated, because of natural skepticism about how he would fit in and so forth, underestimated the Gary effect. Mm -hmm. When you go through um, his career and just look at the quarterbacks who have become something under Gary Kubiak, it's remarkable. And we have really gotten an up-close and personal look at all those reasons why. Their scripted plays from yesterday were just brilliant. They go right down the field and score a touchdown. the same exact thing. Wow, I mean, how about that? And even in-game adjustments are really good. And and, and then the bootlegs have helped the offensive line. Sage Rosenfels predicted all of this like a gypsy before the season, but how did he know? Because he played with Gary, and he went, I think, 4-1 and with Gary or something like that when he started in Houston. And it just... It works. The things that they do, they're extremely unpredictable. They have at one point CJ Ham lines up as a wide receiver and then he's a tight end and then he's a fullback and opposing teams don't know what to do with that. It's, it's just remarkable. Then they come out and they run a couple of end arounds just to show you that we might do it. And then later they come back to the jet motion and then it's a fake, but you have to then pay attention to it and that opens up something else. The screen game. Kirk Cousins has picked up a bleep ton of yards by just... Now, usually he throws it over the guy, unlike yesterday. But by usually just being able to drop it off to Delvin Cook or Alexander Madison and letting them run. And part of the question then becomes about this Kirk extension and whether he's shown you enough that you would do it today is, well, let's see, if you offered Gary all that money and you somehow kept Kevin Stefanski, or at least just Gary, let's say he doesn't want to move again or whatever, he wants to stay here. Mm Mm-hmm. Then would you be confident in saying, you know what, we could be one of those teams that has the rookie quarterback that we draft this year, develop for next year, or we could sign somebody else for cheaper and bring them in and have them replace Kirk but put up similar numbers. Or, or we want a guy who maybe can run or has better pocket presence or does something differently than Cousins. I think you're, you are kind of putting your life in your hands going from a quarterback who has been this year just outside or just into the top five by pro football focus, yep. top 10 by QBR, the ESPN stat, and by quarterback rating all the way at the top. So everything says he's been good. You're risking it, but then I look at some of the other teams that have done this same thing. Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, where, yeah, you're risking it by not keeping Favre until he absolutely dies. Uh, 
or the best example is Kansas City, but even New England has done the same sort of thing with succession plans for Brady. It's just that Brady hadn't fallen off until right now. And I, I just I find this question never endingly fascinating where we all stand on a potential extension because I think the audience would probably be split between saying, Yeah, good luck finding a better quarterback than this. Give me what, the parameters. What three more let's, years? Let's say three more years and let's just say the same contract. Same contract goes Which now to team friendly from three years from now. Very true. Yeah, I'd be very tempted. Unless I felt that Gary could go out and find me a QB, identify one that I could draft. Kirk is, look, this offense now, it's good. It's successful. It is good. It's run really well. Kirk is not a uh, disaster now. By any means, he's good. So if I'm going, now, if you tell me I'm going five more years, I'm going to be, that's a little bit long for me. But if I'm going three more years and Gary, and I'm not being a smart aleck here, if Gary says, I will stay, I need you, Gary, you know, this, no, I'm serious. This does, this doesn't work if I bring in the fly by night guy. It just doesn't. Yeah. Okay. So if I, so if Gary says, you know what? This has been great. The media, I don't have to talk to those bozos ever for the most part. Seriously, Gary is, Gary is not being praised, Matthew, because people are forgetting Gary's here. Yeah. And, and Gary clearly likes that. That's fine. But if you're, but if you're telling me three more years of Kirk, three more years, I'll do it. Isn't that part of the, question though with Kirk is and this sort of speaks to how important it is for him to win in the playoffs this year for them to go deep this year because everything has aligned for them aside from a bit of a bum shoulder for Dalvin Cook and we'll see where that goes over the rest of the year but aside from that I mean you're almost nitpicking to say well one receiver missed some games your offensive line has been fully healthy this year Stephon Diggs has caught everything deep a few balls underneath have been dropped, but I mean, you're nitpicking at that point. He's been unreal this year, and they have players developing out of freaking nowhere all over the place. B.C. Johnson catches a 19-yard ball. Irv Smith with a great touchdown catch. These guys are coming Rick, out of the woodwork. Rick gets credit there, man. I mean, you have Mike Boone shows up and can run the ball. Well, how Madison's about the 2015 good. draft? I, well, I, and those guys have turned into your stars. super, super stars. Yeah. And it's very difficult to keep a great defense together. We've seen that. And this might be the last year of them having having this much success even. I know people are skeptical, but they're still sixth in points. And it's going to be hard as they go forward to continue that. Um, but that's where I might say there is a case to turn down his extension, see if you can win the playoffs, because you've had everything right for him. And it's not always going to be that way. And if everything needs to be right in order for you to to do what they've done this year, including schedule, then you would say, all right, well, let me see it against Drew Brees. Go down to New Orleans and really show me. But then again, it's really hard to judge a guy on one this game. This is a tough conversation. Yeah, it's very, I'm just telling you, I'm when I look around this league at quarterback play, okay, and I look, and if you were to ask me. How many quarterbacks would you instantly extend by three to five years right now? That list is incredibly small. Incredibly small. Um, Wilson for sure. Watson for sure. There's three or four. But Breeze is too old now. Brady's too old now. So if you're asking me with what Kirk has done, if this is going to put me in a situation to potentially re-sign guys or or sign guys uh, in free agency... I got to consider it. 
Yeah. I've got I, I to consider it. It would be very hard to turn it down when you've had this type of production. And, and it's your that you can do it. And it's your fault that you got the harebrained idea last year to bring in the, the quarterback's coach from yes. Philadelphia yeah. and be like, oh, this is going to work yeah. with our quarterback just fine. That's your. That's and, a Viking fault. And, and I think what the counterpoint to that would be is there were also times where they've needed him to be big, even within this season, yep. and he hasn't been. And that's why they're 0-4 against teams with that, winning records. This is true. And they are going to get a chance to turn that around against Green Bay in a game that has minimal meaning. Um, two real quick notes that have come across just this moment. One of them, I am laughing hysterically, but I'll give you the not funny one first. Josh Gordon was uh, suspended indefinitely by the NFL. We knew that was coming at some point. Is this the, what the Patriots knew? They must have. They must have. Maybe they videotaped Rod. <laughs> Patriots got their own problems. Um, but this is even funnier. Yeah. Uh, I have long taken jabs at the Honorable Doug Marone on the show. Oh, did he just get fired? No, he didn't. Okay. But this is even funnier. The NFL Players Association released a statement showing that the Jacksonville Jaguars accounted for over 25% of all grievances from players. And in it, it says, as as players, you might want to consider this when you have a chance to select your next club. Great job, Douglas J. Marone, my friend. Just killing it down there, as always. I'll tell you right now, it's it's Jacksonville, so if I'm a good player and I'm considering my options, that's a no. Yeah, that's going to be a no no to Jacksonville. Unless they fire him, which I'm sure they will. (laughs) If they do fire him, I'm not going to Jacksonville. Next question for you, Judd. Is this the best Vikings team since 2009? You know, just off the top of my head, I'm going to say no, because I think the 2017 team defensively was so good, and I know it ended badly, okay? Sure did. Uh, but that offense was very functional. Not and for us, though. We went to Ruby Tuesdays oh, four days in a row. Eight times and got mocked by everybody, which was not fair, because it's a it was, great salad bar. And you know, it was near our hotel. And do you we know how difficult downtown. it is to find a good salad bar right now these days? It's very difficult. There's health concerns there. A lot of places don't that don't have them. I'm going to say 2017 because the defense was better than this one, and the offense was, despite the fact that I was not and remain to this day a guy that didn't believe in Case Keenum long term. That offense was good. That offense was good. I will say this uh, just quickly. In watching the Vikings of late, I have realized that the cornerback problem and, and the fact the interior of the defensive line is not as consistently good as it used to be. I think is coloring our perception a little bit too much. The defensive ends are marvelous. The linebacking core is incredibly solid, and Eric Hendricks is a star. Yes. And the safeties are good. The cornerback play has led us, I think, including me, to make this blanket statement, well, the defense is not that good. That's actually, Judd should slow down there a little bit. Slow his role. They have a lot of talent. They do. And a lot of players who can change the game. Yes. They do not have a perfect defense. No. In 2017, aside from one really bad day in Philly, it was mostly a perfect defense. And the corners being not up to par is a problem. Yeah. Agree completely. Um, So let's compare this to 2017. And the reason that I would say this is better is, for one, Mm -hmm. Daniil Hunter and Eric Hendricks are better at football today than they were then, and they were great then. But they're even better now. And they're even more of game records now than they were then. So even though you do have falling off, uh, I, I think that those guys are more dangerous, have more of a chance to change the game with one play than maybe they even did then. That's not to say the defense is better. The defense in 2017 is one of the best that the Vikings franchise has ever had. Why I would say 
that it's a better team overall, is 2017 they scored 382 total points on offense. And, you know, including pick sixes and stuff like that. But 382 total points a team. Mm-hmm. This year they already have 378 with two games left to go. They're going to outscore this team by quite a bit and probably every other Vikings team since they scored 470 points in 2009, which they will not reach unless something goes wildly wrong. Then, then it's possible the Bears that they literally do, that. do not show up and they most certainly will not be anywhere near the ballpark of the 1998 Vikings who scored 556, but they can clear 400 points. And if you clear 400 points, that gets you ahead of every team since 2009. Of course, the 2015 team was in the middle of the league offensively. They loved to run the ball. The offensive line was bad. And the quarterback had to lift up the play of a lot of people in that situation. In Keenum's spot in 2017, he had the healthy Adam Thielen having a great year. The fact that this team just got Thielen back says to me that they're even better, that they have even more weapons. The number 2 tight end was David Morgan, who, you know, Bless his blocking ability. It's wonderful. But he's not Irv Smith in terms of an impact value player. I I think you go through this offense, and Shermer was on his game then. A lot of the same stuff that Kubiak is using. He was no Gary. But the Gary offense, the fact that your quarterback is just more talented, that's why you brought him here. Your weapons are better. Your offensive line, the way it's playing right now, is probably better than the end of 2017 offensive line. Which had an injury, right? Easton got hurt in that that Green 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 Bay Bay, right? And and at least defensively, you have several of the same players playing at an extremely high level. So I think this team is the third best team since, let's just go back to you know the mid-90s. Probably the third best team since the mid-90s. So 98, 2009, this team? Yeah, okay. I think so. That's fair. I, I'm just, I felt that, that 2017 at the top of its game felt more dominant than this team, but it's probably very close. It is very close it's, because the margin of victory, I'm yep. going deep into the stats here, but, but the margin of victory is almost identical between this and 2017. All right, here's my one problem, though. And, and you brought this up, and it's a fair point, but it's where it's where you have, I, I think, a lot of Vikings fans right now, and they are debating the true diehard uh, Purple Kool-Aid fans. Your point, they've beaten eight teams that have losing records. They've beaten two teams, Eagles and Cowboys now, who I believe are both 7-7, seven and seven, all right? So it's very difficult to make judgments based on that. When you've not beaten one uh-huh. team, as we sit here today with two games left, two games left, when you've not beaten one team with a winning record, it becomes very difficult to tell you unequivocally, yeah, you know, I think this is real. That's what makes it so tough. I got another... Another stat for you. Yeah. Uh, Pro Football Reference has a strength of schedule stat. This strength of schedule this year Mm -hmm. for the Vikings is ninth easiest in Vikings team history. I love stats. Yeah, I know. It's a fun stat. Ninth easiest in team history that goes back to 1961. So nearly 60 years. Yes. And one, two, three, four of those are in the 70s. So, you know, they're grabbing guys off the street. It's like, can you play? Uh, so yeah, I mean that's yeah, that, but that, they were hitting people head on back that then. That becomes such a huge part of it. And there's a half against Denver. There's a half against the Chargers. There are times along the way there are the games against winning teams where you just go, man, this 
team has great numbers and great stats, but do I believe in you? Do I really trust you? And on every Friday, Myron Metcalf and I kind of go through this. Like, do you trust him now, or what do you trust? Right. And that's a fair conversation. The first half of yesterday's game was what I expect for a playoff game for the Vikings, where the other team does great stuff. They move the ball. You have to hope for a turnover or something like that, that you aren't going to just put up 50 points in, in a half against the team. You aren't going to go crazy offensively because a good team you face probably slows down the running game, and then you're more limited, and then it's how you perform on third downs and things like that. And they, Adam Thielen is actually annoyed after the game because he's like, we didn't finish those drives. And he's right. he, he came in and he was happy to be back out there and, of course, happy they won. But that was one of the first things he said is, we better finish those drives, and you can't always trust this team to do that. If um, you play a, a playoff game right now with this team is currently constructed offensively and defensively, and in that playoff game you get a sudden change at your opponent's 11-yard line and you do not score and instead get a field goal, that's how you lose games. Playoff games. Yes, I agree. Let's take a break. We'll come back. What else do we need to learn over the next two games? And let's talk about how you would want it if you're the Vikings to play out for the other teams in the NFC to set up the perfect scenario in the postseason. Matthew Collar, Judd Zolgad, you listen to Purple Daily on Score North. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte. But for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month. And you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 